God writes the gospel, not in the Bible alone, but on the trees and in the flowers and on the clouds and in the stars. God's song of love can be heard in the dawn chorus and in the evening cacophony of cicadas. Whether in the silent solitude of the wilderness or in the unpredictable surge of summer storm, there is a power to the earth's song that gives us a glimpse of who God is, that deep down of things. But scripture and tradition push us one step further. It's not just that we as humans can find God when we listen to the sound of the earth, but the song of the universe is in fact sung in praise to God. When we listen to the breeze in the trees or the squawking of a squirrel, we are listening to a song of praise to God that arises from within every being, animate and inanimate, across all creation, from here to the great beyond. Psalm 148 is one of many examples of this idea found across Scripture. The idea that every part of this cosmos we call home is part of a great praise band, an infinite chancel choir, with a song of rejoicing sung by the universe in its entirety. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Praise the Lord, you highest heavens and waters above the heavens. All that is out there, praise the Lord. Let them praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters, and all deeps. Fire, hail, snow, frost, and stormy wind. Mountain and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle. Creeping things and flying birds. Kings of the earth and all people old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, alone to be exalted. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be a song of praise, a hymn of hope, as we seek you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We are innately people of song. We praise God with singing because God first sang us into being. Within our bones is this divine song that cannot separate us from the deep and wide love of God who is at the heart of all. Genesis 1 begins with this image that God hovers over the raw, chaotic beginnings, that unformed stuff of creation, and speaks order and life and breath and all matter into existence. It was a beautiful speech, and so it must have had melody and rhythm and cadence. Surely we are created by song, a rich song of God a holy crescendo that began in the beginning and continues to, with, to unfold within us and among us even now. 
After being uttered into song by God, all creation is now called upon in Psalm 148 to return praise to God in song, that innate song known to all matter, and dark matter too, I'd imagine. We love God because God first loved us, and so we sing to God because God first sang us into existence. God sang the chaos into order. And so even those creatures we associate with the chaos, like the sea monsters and the forces of mayhem, like the fire and frost and stormy wind, each of them also sing a praise song to God. Even the stones cry out in praise. All creation inherently can praise God. Praise is a primal and universal instinct, Psalm 148 tells us. And so in that way, human song is not greater than or distinct from the song of praise uttered by the rest of creation. The roar of the lion and the 200 decibel echolocation that bellows out of a whale are equal in the eyes of God as we are all united in praising the Lord. I took a walk around my neighborhood the other afternoon and it proved that the roofer up the road is louder than the goldfinch collecting nesting materials and the children running through the sprinkler with their nanny are louder than the baby bunnies playing under my neighbor's porch. And the train, clanking almost a mile away, is louder than the squirrel traveling the highway of tree branches across my backyard. Humans, at least in my neighborhood, are louder than the rest of creation. But noticing the sounds of nature alongside that human sound made me wonder if the everyday sound of birds and bunnies and squirrels, if the ordinary wind and the commonplace frog song are all ways that creation praises God, then maybe too our own ordinary lives have an element of praise to them. Why not count the roofer's hammer among the song of praise? Why not count the innate laughter of children as a song of gratitude to God? Why not call that everyday train ride as part of our own human song of hope for connection with each other and therefore the divine? I think sometimes our de definition of praise and our definition of praise song gets so narrow that anything not in our hymnal is stricken from the record. But maybe the everyday sounds of humans trying to get by on this earth are part of a wider human praise, a wider hymn of praise to God. Our everyday sounds, our praise for life, Praise for breath, praise for joy, praise for all God is in our lives. 
I also love that Psalm 148 counts the mountains and the hills among those who praise God. One way to interpret this is with Julie Andrews singing, The hills are alive with the sound of music. That wide open German Alps behind her, the mountain landscape set with flowers and blue skies, is one way to listen for Psalm 148's song of praise. But what of those more chaotic sounds of the mountains? For example, there must have been a fortissimo marking in the music set before the volcano at Krakatoa. In 1883, that volcano erupted at Krakatoa with such force that it was heard two to 3,000 miles away. And while there was no audible boom heard in England or Toronto, Scientists in those places saw spikes in um, atmospheric pressure from its great sound wave that went around the globe in both directions three to four times. To that end, one historian of sound, kind of a cool career path if you ask me, one sound historian pointed out that just because you can't hear a sound doesn't mean it's not there. He told a Minnesotan reporter who was interviewing him, sitting right there in landlocked Minneapolis, you are probably immersed right now in sounds that come from the ocean that you cannot hear. And he would tell us the same wherever we are. The song of creation echoes around us in ways that we cannot even imagine. The song of creation echoes around us in ways that we cannot even imagine. And this idea that sound waves carry far beyond their point of origin got me thinking this week. If scientists noticed evidence of Krakatoa's explosion all the way in Toronto, and Minnesotans might be immersed in the sound of the ocean hundreds of miles away, then is it possible that this week here in Illinois, we too were doused in the explosive sound waves coming from Beirut? Could we have felt that song of sorrow, even here where we are. With several hundred tons of explosives, the destruction at the harbor on Tuesday was likely around 210 decibels at the blast site and registered as strong as a magnitude 3.5 earthquake on the Richter scale. The sound itself let alone the impact from the blast, could have killed someone. And had that explosion, had an explosion of that consequence materialized at our Navy Pier in Chicago, it would have been felt and heard here at Kenilworth Union Church, possibly shattering our stained glass windows. Hospitals in Beirut, already reeling from the pandemic, were brought to their knees. The director of intensive care at St. George Hospital, within the blast radius, sent out a message to local hospitals saying, there is no more St. George Hospital. It has fallen. 
It is destroyed. All of it. Pray to God. Pray to God. Hearing that doctor's words made me wonder, were we unknowingly drenched in the echoes of that sad song coming from Beirut this week? Sometimes the earth carries with it a song of sorrow around the world, too, straight to the ears of God. Our songs of praise and lament intermingle these days as we see unfolding tragedy interwoven within the beauty of the earth. How do we join in this universe-wide song to God these days? Do the new sounds of your life count as a song of praise? The click on your keyboard as you work from your home office? The shuffle of your feet as you walk with a friend? The sound of your grill firing up for yet another meal coming from the backyard? The call to your parents or children hundreds of miles away who you have not seen for weeks? These, I think, are part of our song to God. How might these ordinary sounds become integrated into your faith this week as part of your never-ceasing praise, your wordless and constant prayer to God? Listen this week for the sounds of the earth to accompany you in such praise, in such song. The wind and the rain and the bird song, the roar of the waves and the silent still water, and the trees rustling overhead, the everyday laughter and tears, all part of our song to the Lord our God. May our whole lives be a song of praise. May our everyday be a song. May we join in the unending song of the earth, and may, may our song rise always to the ears of God. Amen.